everybody. Welcome to another episode here on the K2 Podcast, another Monday. Uh, this is our fifth episode, um, so it's five weeks in a row, so I want to appreciate uh, appreciate everybody for tuning in. Also, got a really special episode for you guys lined up tonight. We have a wonderful woman on. Uh, her name's Lizzie Anderson, and uh, she's a fitness coach, a dog mom. Uh, she works a full-time job, so quite a busy lady, and uh Believe it or not, she's going to be joining us tonight, and it's really late for her, um, so I'm really appreciative that she would be joining us. Um, so I uh, just want to say thank you, Lizzie, for being here, and uh, why don't you uh, tell everybody um, where you're from and uh, a little bit about yourself, just a little background. Hi, guys. So I am currently sitting here at 12 o'clock at night in the UK, um, having been on lockdown from coronavirus for two weeks now so going a little bit stir crazy um <laughs> so i use my instagram to sort of promote my online coaching business but also just to give tips and tricks to people about fitness and mainly how to juggle it alongside quite a busy life like a busy nine to five and having various other things going on because i think it's really easy for a lot of people that maybe personal trainers or at uni to be like to balance a lot of things but realistically if you're trying to balance it alongside a nine-to-five it's a completely different world certainly no yeah it is and that you mentioned being locked down it's crazy that you say that because as um i spoke with you earlier today and shortly after i had spoke with you our governor of our state here in virginia did a complete lockdown of everything so they've took out everything shut everything down and yeah. uh so i'm there with you i definitely feel feel your pain so to speak so with all the stuff that you got going on, you know, I know that we've spoken in the past. You said you try to maintain a social life. You know, you have a uh, a pet, uh, doing your fitness coach, you're managing your Instagram page. And so how do you think that you find all um, the time to do these things and manage your time to even stay in shape or uh, get into the gym uh, when you're not on lockdown? <laughs> it, I mean, it's hard. I'm not going to shoot closer. It's a lot of hours. And there are things you have to sacrifice. Um, my main tip with for anyone that wants to start sort of building fitness into their life that has a busy life is honestly just preparation and planning. Um, I love a list. I'm a complete planner. My other half takes the mick at me all the time for it. He's like, oh, do you want to write a list about this? Um, but you do have to do it. So I basically every weekend, every Sunday, I will food prep my food for the week so that's something I don't have to think about so that sticking to a meal plan is not a big thing because I just grab my food out of the fridge mm -hmm. and cook it and the only meal I don't prep is dinner because it's nice to kind of be able to cook sometimes rather than just eat sure. out somewhere <laughs> um, and I also just plan out my week and just make sure everything like my training and things like working on my business is all stuff that I factor in as sort of non-negotiables. So they're time I set aside for myself that I can't, like can't make an excuse to get out of so that I know that that time sort of blocks away and is safe. And then if I am going to be making social plans, they all have to, not always, but most of the time I'll try and make sure they work around it. So if I'm going for dinner, I'll arrange it for, say, seven so that I can go to the gym after work, get ready at the gym and then go to dinner. So it's just sort of little tweaks that you have to, and it's it takes time and it takes sort of 
advice i mean i i have an online coach i have had personal trainers i've had people helping me to learn how to do this um but it is it's just a case of sort of planning working it out and prioritizing but also at the same time you can't be too hard on yourself because like you work a nine to five possibly even more than that it's busy it's stressful like you're not always going to want to go to the gym after work and sometimes it's okay to be like well I'll move my sessions around I'll be flexible but at the same time it's about kind of building the habit over motivation because you're not always going to be motivated to go to the gym in fact the majority of the time I'm not motivated to go to the gym at all but it's getting you you getting yourself there and then doing it and then being like okay well I've done it I think I think you bring up a good point though is like I've noticed with a lot of things whether it's going to the gym or any particular task that you do I think 90 maybe maybe you can you'll have a different take but I think 90% of it is just showing up like just get the yeah. ball rolling just show up and then kind of, you'll notice that uh, stuff afterwards kind of tends to fall in place and gets the ball rolling so I think yeah. like you bring up a good point by saying just you know just getting there it really helps out a lot I believe that the first step to anything, I mean, especially your fitness journey, is just stepping foot in the gym. If you step a foot in the gym and you do go on one bit of equipment for the first time you've ever been to the gym, right? you've still done it. You've still got in there. You've still done that exercise. And then from there, you can build on that. But if you don't start, you can never build on it. Certainly. No, I totally agree. And so what do you say to somebody like maybe the first time that somebody's getting into the gym, like this is their first go at it, you know, they're a little bit nervous or they have some anxiety about getting into the gym. What would you say to that person? How do you think they could overcome that obstacle? So my first thing I would say is it's completely normal. Everyone gets it. Even I, like if I have a period of training, I still get a bit like, oh, I don't know. Don't really want to step foot in there. Um, and especially if you're a female going into train weights, it can be extremely daunting, especially mm-hmm. if it's quite a male dominant gym, because nothing against guys, but there are a lot of guys when you go in the gym, they like to stare. They can't just focus on their own. Yeah, work. I could I could probably you're probably right. I could see that. <laughs> um so my my first thing I'd say is it, don't feel like you're abnormal. Don't feel like there's something wrong with you because it's completely normal. And mm-hmm. um, my sort of top three tips I always give for sort of gym anxiety and feeling a bit nervous going in um, is number one, a pair of headphones. Set up a playlist that's going to keep you motivated so you can put your head, get in there. Yeah, got to have the music, got to have the tunes. Yeah. <laughs> Just right, But if you drown out everything around you, it won't bother you as much. Like if you're focusing on your workout with your music and you're not going to notice if like Fred over there is having a look at you or whatever. That's true too. It, it passes the time too. You won't even realize how much work you put in. If you're listening to music and stuff, the time tends to go by. Next thing you'll know, you'll be like, wow, I've been, been at it for an hour now. I didn't even realize exactly. it, you know? Do you have a particular song that's on your, uh, what's your go-to workout song? So I'm probably not the best person to ask this because my, my two go-to playlists in the gym are 90s, like 90s pop. I, that's pop. good. No, that's a good choice. I think no people don't give the 90s pop enough credit. That's a good choice. <laughs> and then if I'm having a really bad day, Disney music. <laughs> I mean, okay. Not my take, but I'm sure there's, you know, some people that could relate to that. So... 
I know that I've spoke with you in the past and, you know, we're talking about a little bit about anxiety with getting into the gym. Um, so have you dealt with anxiety personally or is there anything that you can connect with on that? Is there any way that you relate to someone who may be dealing with some anxiety issues, whether it's getting into the gym or just in, in their personal life from day to day activities? Yeah, so I actually, I deal with anxiety, full stop. Um, I kind of came on, I think it was when I started working full time, um, although I think it's always been there a little bit. And it's been a journey. Like I, It's taken me a long time to work out what triggers me and mm -hmm. what doesn't help me and what does help me. And actually, once I got past the anxiety of being in the gym, one of the biggest things that helped me was getting in the gym mm -hmm. and was having that just hour, hour and a half to myself each day where I could just switch off from the world, do my workout and just release some of the stress from my day because sure. I found that when the stress built up, that's when the anxiety started kind of really kicking in. Right. Um, but it's the thing with it is everyone's different. I think if you are struggling with anxious thoughts and with anxiety, it's important to take time to look at yourself, look at what's triggering it and work out ways to deal with that because there's not, there's not one answer for it. Um, and obviously if it is the point it is, bad i'd always recommend getting some help seeing someone or just talking out with someone but i think a lot can be done just sitting down and being like okay how can i manage my day to reduce it as best i can because i mean now we're on lockdown especially right i really struggled at the beginning because obviously i could go i couldn't go to the gym you can't really go out right all that much, and i just couldn't get out my workspace um, so I've tried to put in like a solid routine mm -hmm. in the mornings, especially of doing some yoga, doing a bit of sort of journaling to help get my thoughts out for the day um, and making sure I'm taking like long walks with the dog and stuff to reduce it. So I think there's what you just need to learn yourself mm -hmm. and learn how you react and how to deal with it. That makes sense. And, uh, you know, I noticed like, you know, I have a dog as well. So we kind of uh, we both, I think, uh, can understand how. Uh, you know, uh, you're some, you know, dogs, certain dogs, I guess they re require a lot of attention and things. But what I have, what I'm getting at is, um, when it comes to anxiety, I noticed that my dog, he even has anxiety and I've dealt with my own personal anxiety issues as well. But my dog, you know, sometimes uh, I can see that he has some anxiety and nervousness. And when just, just simple, it's just, it's just funny to see how exercise, whether you're a dog or you're a human or whatever can, the benefits that it has, because I'd take my dog, I'll run him and we'll go running around the block a few times and he's instantly just happy. You can kind of just see the weight lift off his shoulders and he's just much more uplifted and I and you know and it helps me as well because you know like you said I've, I've worked you know I do a podcast on the side and things for fun but also you know I'll have a full-time job I have a, a two-year-old daughter um, so I can you know I get stressed and anxiety as well and it's it, just working out and stuff like that really does have a significant benefit so leading into the next part here you mentioned that you've competed in the past and that you were looking to get into competing what tell me a little bit about that and how to, what does that entail exactly because i'm not so like when someone says they compete um you know in fitness i'm not really sure how to what to make of it or what that means exactly so tell me a little bit about it so i think it means i'm a little bit crazy <laughs> <laughs> so i have a, a weird thing that every four, few years I like to set 
a very big, unseemingly unachievable goal, fitness-wise. Um, my last one was a sprint triathlon, and then the other year I've thought about sort of competing in a bodybuilding competition in the bikini category for quite a while, uh-huh. and I just decided to do it basically. Um, so basically. It, there's different categories within bodybuilding competitions. The one that I entered is so the bikini competition. So you essentially are going to get up on a stage in a sparkly bikini and a pair of heels. That seems like that would be kind of uh, uh, what do you? I don't know. I think you know. I mean, I'm I'm a man, so it's a little different. But if I had to put myself in your shoes, I don't know if I'd have the cojones or the balls to get up there and do it. Well, that's exactly why I did it. Because really? I, I didn't think I'd have the confidence to do it. And uh-huh. I was like, I want to see really if I can do it. I didn't think, because obviously for it, you have to do a very strict diet. So I was dieting. I ended up being six months I was dieting for. It's meant to be four, but then I didn't, my body just didn't react how we thought. So I ended up being in a diet of, at the end, I think the last two months, I was around a thousand calories a day I was eating and I was expending over 2,000. Wow. Um, so it's, yeah, it's not for the faint hearted. But I was just wanted to see if I had the confidence to actually step out onto the stage. And there was a point where I didn't think I would, to be honest. I was sure. stood backstage and everything was shaking. I was like, uh, <laughs> and I was like, I don't think I can do this. Um, and I think that was what I wanted to do it for, was just to see if I actually had the confidence to just even get out there. And that was my only aim with it. Like I know a lot of people came off and got quite downhearted because they didn't place um, right because i didn't come in the top three either but i was just so proud of myself i'd actually got out there and done it because that was the biggest thing for me was just making the stage and actually having the balls to get out on the stage yeah no kidding i find that really um, inspiring though because i you know just hearing you talk about it because I, I i genuinely don't know if i would have the guts to do it and you know to hear you say that you know did it just to face your fears i mean that says a lot about you but also i think it gives other people um hope or things that like if you could do it or if i could do it it just says hey anybody can do this and you know it kind of gives you uh gives people a little bit of hope to you know that they can achieve what they want to do and just like face your fear head on like just go just full on doing it and i think that's uh one i forget where the quote is but i always heard this saying that um what you like whatever your fears are is what you should probably go for or attack and like that's what you should be doing so i don't know i think it's really cool that you did that i think well my view of it of it is the worst that can happen is you're gonna fail Mm -hmm. that's true learn something and so I think people do, you're, I don't mean to cut you right off, now. but uh, I think you're right, though. Like, people I tend to make it a bigger deal in their head than it's actually going to be. Yeah. Yeah, completely. And I used to be one of the people, and I'm still still that person at sure, the time. Sure, me too. But it's, it's trying to push yourself past that that's going to help you sort of learn more about yourself and learn more about what you're capable of and, like, help you grow mm-hmm. rather than just then knowing, sticking with what you're safe with and what you know. It's not going to help you grow as a person. It's not going to help you grow skills or attributes that you want to kind of improve on. Right. And so what do – how does a, a judge – determine who's going to be the the contestants that place like you know if, like how do they say do they say like who's the bulkiest or the most toned like how do they determine how do you know what to work on so that you could potentially place in that kind of competition so it varies between categories and um, i won't there's so many categories it's ridiculous so i won't go into all of them but the one that i competed in bikini 
um, the bikini class, they're basically looking for an hourglass figure with sort of evenly proportioned hips and shoulders, but some sort of well-developed glutes. Um, and basically what they're going to look for is um, your presentation. So how good your posing is, um, little things like if your tan's not gone dodgy or if your bikini colour suits you, your hair colour, um, wow. your jewellery. Um, and then you get points for your stage presence. So obviously if you go on there really timid and unconfident, you're going to get marked down. Um, and then in terms of what they want to look for, for bikini anyway, um, sort of body-wise, uh -huh. they don't want you to be too muscular. They don't want like extreme muscle definition mm -hmm. and they don't want you to be so low, like so low body fat that you can see every bone basically. Mm -hmm. um, but they like you to be sort of very symmetrical and have a good sort of balance of muscle. But I think that's what you've got to think and sort of consider as I guess as a point, if you are looking to compete mm -hmm. is that it's subjective. There's no, you've got to tick this box. You've got to tick that box. Mm -hmm. It's completely down to what the judges want and what the judge is looking for on that day. So you, can, you can look as good as you've ever looked, but if the judges aren't looking for that, you're not going to win. So I think as much as, you could go to compete in wanting to win and you've got to have that mindset. I think you've also got to have have it in the back of your mind that you might just not be what the judge is looking for on the day. Huh. It might be nothing to do with the work you've put in. It might just be that you're not what they're looking for. Um, and I think if you don't remember that, it can be quite hard to compete in because you do take it personally and you're like, well, yeah. what have I done wrong? And it might not be anything you've done wrong. It might just be you weren't their cup of tea basically that's interesting now let me ask you this is something just hearing you talk about that do you think that it that like that type of judging system um it could be problematic do you ever find yourself like because i when you tell me how when you're explaining it to me my first initial thought is that's a rigged contest. Do you ever get that kind of feeling or do you think that it, do you like, do are you, is it pretty clear what is expected of you or do you feel like it's not? Cause I feel like the, that kind of setup makes it to where they can kind of pick favorites, so to speak. Do you ever feel that way or no? I think there is possibility for that because as well, they're within the bodybuilding sort of community. There's so many different federations so they're basically different organizations that run different shows and they're all looking for a different thing uh -huh. and i have known girls to go into a federation thinking they're going to be looking for one thing everyone telling them they they like girls with not aren't too skinny they like girls with really built glutes x y and z and then it's completely the opposite that the judge is looking for so i think there isn't not an issue with the subject of judging but i think it opens itself to potential bias but you just you just have to hope that the sort of organization which you would hope that the organizations have it in check and they not allowing that to creep in right so i mean i guess that makes sense when you put it that way um so when you is there like what is so what is I guess what's the kind of science behind it all like in I, it sounds like it like you said it may not it may, 
I don't even know if science is the right word because like you said, it may not even be something that you can control. It may just not be what the judges are looking for, but is there any way that the science of it all can relate to the competition aspect or is it solely uh, science is just if you wanted to get healthy and get fit for personal reasons or are they all interconnected as one, if that makes sense? I think, um, I mean, personally, I wouldn't ever say that competing is a way to get skinny and fit and healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, just as a point there, because it can be very damaging mentally, sure. um, especially with your relationship with food. Um, I really struggled actually post-show. I have a history of having a bit of a binge eating disorder. Mm-hmm. And um, when I came out of my show, it was ruined. I couldn't stop eating and it was all bad food. And I, to the point I gave myself sugar headaches and I'd like eat till I was full and so bloated, but I still carry on eating, even though I wasn't hungry, but mm-hmm. my body just couldn't stop. Um, but I think, yeah, I think, I mean, science, science wise, obviously the main, as the basis of competing is you want to basically be in a calorie deficit for as long as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but you need to do it in a way that you don't lose too much muscle. So it's quite a fine science in that you need to slowly drop your calories rather than suddenly drop them. But at the same time, you also need to use cardio, but you've got to use less, so low intensity cardio instead of high intensity cardio because high intensity cardio burns more muscle than low intensity cardio. Right. So it's very, I think the thing that actually sort of drew me to compete and was there is actually such an intricate science behind it that you don't even think about Mm -hmm. because there's the element of the losing weight up until show day and then when you get into your peak week you have to bring in the element of how is water affecting your weight how is sweetness affecting your weight how is your like if you're having a varied diet is that affecting your weight are there vegetables that are causing you to bloat and there's so many sort of different elements you have to then consider it's yeah it's it's quite interesting, yeah. but it is, it is hard. <laughs> I was going to say, that's was exactly, you took the words out of my mouth. I was like, that seems like a lot. So I, I, you're giving me a whole new like respect for not only the competition aspect, but just the, the mental strength and the personal goals that you seem to have overcome with doing it all. So like, I don't know, I commend you for that because I've got to be honest. I'm a guy, I'd like health and fitness and, you know, it's something mm-hmm. that, I, I don't know. I could keep up with you. I think, you know, I mean, it sounds like you're really doing a great job with it all. So just to backtrack a little bit here and, uh, you, and I won't take up too much more time of you this evening, but just to backtrack a little bit when it comes to meal prepping, that's something I've always been interested in. What are some tips surrounding that? Like, what can you say to like really get involved in the meal prepping? Cause I always feel, I don't know what it is. And I, like, I love the idea of it. I'm like, dude, I, that's what I need to be doing, but I never seem to get around to it. Or I always like go for convenience and like, I just do something quick and easy and don't even think about it. And I don't know, like, what can you say to that? Is there anything that you can kind of, uh, give any tips for or anything? So I think of it in terms of you've mentioned convenience and quick and easy. Yeah. And as much as you've got to set aside time to do the food prepping, once you've done it, that's your quick and easy convenient food, bish, bash, bosh. True. Stick it in the microwave for a minute and it's done and you're ready to go breakfast, lunch, dinner, whatever you've prepped. Um, so personally, I plan my meals. Eat, I'll be honest, you kind of have to be on board with eating the same thing quite a lot because it's easier to batch right rather than sort of make 
three different meals a day for five days a week, that's going to take you forever. Um, so I think in a way you have to be all right with maybe eating the same lunch three days a week, the same lunch two days a week, um, and the same sort of breakfast. But I, I personally plan my meals for the week on a Friday evening. Um, it takes me about 15, 20 minutes just to quickly jot down what am I going to have. Then I'll food shop for it on Saturday, although I'm not allowed to food shop at the moment, but okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and then on a Sunday, I'll set aside just an hour, maybe sometimes an hour and a half, depending how much I'm making. Um, and I'll just make sort of... My tip would be to make batch meals, so things like a lot of casseroles or risottos or sort of pasta dishes. They're all quite good to do sort of three three portions at a time, mm-hmm. um, quite quick and easy. And they're also ones which you can kind of do while doing something else. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's a habit to get into. It's not a habit that I think everyone finds easy. And I know a lot of people go to me, is that not boring? Is that not time-consuming? But... Like I say, my opinion with it is if you spend an hour and an hour to an hour and a half prepping on that Sunday, uh-huh. you then when in the week, if you get home from work and you're tired or, you know, you're at work and you think, oh, I could just go out and grab a sandwich. For a That's week. what I always so, do. That's what I always do. That's, I'm terrible at it. I need to stop. So you're giving me some uh, good I insight here. <laughs> I got into the habit. Because then, like you say, what you can do, rather than thinking, oh, that's quick and easy, all you've got to do is stick a topper in the microwave for two minutes at most and your lunch is ready right so i got see i that, i think that's what it boils down to is just the habit of getting into it i don't I think that's almost anything in life just getting into the habit of it so i'm i'm, I'm glad you brought that up because i'm gonna try do you have like a whole like uh tupperware set or something that you bought like do you just like <laughs> just this whole yeah <laughs> i think i have about four okay <laughs> that's funny so i don't think i have one i think i have about four yeah that's how yeah uh, so is there any so I guess another thing that I want to ask, like, is you say that you kind of have to make or, you know, you typically make a lot of the same things when you how long does that stuff keep for? Like, how long do you meal prep for just a couple of days, a whole week? Or how do you typically go about that? So I'm not sure this is in keeping with public health guidelines, but sure. I, I meal prep for the whole week uh-huh. and I have been meal prepping for the whole week for two three years and i've never had any issues worst comes to worst if you're genuinely worried about it what i would do would be make something that can be frozen uh-huh. and then freeze a couple of portions and you can just defrost that portion i like the night before and have it ready in the morning mm-hmm. but i i mean i meal prep chicken for a week and my other half goes you're not gonna eat that are you and and what day do you meal prep like on a sunday for that week or okay so you do it on a sunday uh one of the uh gentlemen in the chat there said is there a specific day that you do it uh do it for and then also a couple people in the chat are making fun of me saying that you need to show me how to do a push-up because i'm looking scrawny (laughs) they're giving me a hard time I do sissy push-ups, so I can't really talk. But. <laughs> That's funny. Well, uh, so moving on a little bit, is there any kind of other tips? You know, you you did a, talked a lot about, you know, I think you've given a lot of insight, and especially as far as um, confidence boosting. Like, I, 
hearing you talk about how you got on the stage for the first time because you were scared to get on the stage. I think that's a very, that's awesome. But what, is there any other tips that really come to your mind or something that's really helped you, um, you know, as you got into this and like on your journey, what kind of tips would you say? So I think it depends what stage of your journey you're at. I think if you're a beginner, um, the biggest thing is to just start. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it can be really easy as a beginner to be like, oh, I don't have time. Right. Oh, I, I can't fit it in. I can't afford to meal prep healthy food because it's more expensive when actually it's cheaper to buy the healthy food. Um, I don't know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I'm worried about getting in the gym. And all of that is completely valid. But I think if you do genuinely want to start on a fitness journey, you will just work it in. And I think the biggest thing you can do is, like I said, is to just get started. If you're genuinely that worried, recruit help. There's nothing wrong with getting an online coach or a personal trainer if you want someone in person for a bit. Mm -hmm. But I think, like I say, the biggest thing with beginners is just getting started and I guess having recruiting help to help you work out how you can fit it into your lifestyle in a way that's not going to mean that you're going to do it for two weeks and you'd be so tired that you're not going to do it anymore. Right. Or you're going to try it so hard in the first two weeks that you're then going to absolutely break and eat the whole of the Sainsbury's chocolate aisle. Because I've been there. Mm-hmm. I've done that. It happens. <laughs> um, so I think it's, I think my biggest, my biggest tip is to change things but in small, sustainable ways. So incorporating things into your daily routine that you're going to be able to sort of factor in. So even the fir- the simplest of things, the first thing you could do is increasing your steps. Right. From do you have a Fitbit on your wrist? I think I saw you wearing a Fitbit. Yeah, I, I think I saw I that. So so that's a great tool, I'm guessing, to track your steps yeah. or something like that. So you must use that often. I don't have one, but I've been meaning to get one, but I've just been really sl- I just I've been slacking, but you've given me I'm kind of pumped up after talking to you. I don't know if you can hear my voice, but I'm like, I'm ready to go. Like you got me fired up a little bit. Like I'm ready to go to the Walmart, but I don't even think I can because uh I think we're on lockdown. Yeah, I can't do nothing. So speaking of the lockdown, what do you say to the people right now that can't get into the gym and can't work out? How would you like, I mean, you're, are you just suggesting maybe take walks around the neighborhood by yourself or if you have a pet, take them for a walk or do you find a place in your home? How would you go about that? So the first thing I would say is I think on Instagram recently, and I've actually put this a little bit in a post for Wednesday, there's been so a massive influx of home workouts which is great mm-hmm. and it's great that people are putting out free content there mm-hmm. but the first thing i'd want to say to someone is do not stress if you don't feel like working out mm-hmm. because at the end of the day i don't think anyone in their lifetime thought that they'd be locked in their house for however long i definitely i'm at the age of 26 didn't think i'd be shut in my house for the sure. next three weeks i don't think anybody but, anticipated this it's it's really bizarre so, like, it is completely normal. You are going to probably feel unmotivated to mm-hmm. eat well, to move. But the most important thing is just activity, mm-hmm. whether that is in the form of walks, whether you want to do, whether you've got something like insanity. Me and my other half decided to start insanity alongside my weight workouts today, uh-huh. and I now can't walk. Um, so, yeah, that's an interesting one. <laughs> but but so for example if you've got some dumbbells at home then there's sort of i put content up as well it's dumbbell only workouts uh-huh. that you can do at home i'm quite lucky i've got dumbbells i've got a barbell i've got bands so my actual setup isn't much different from what i have in the gym anyway uh-huh. um and i can work around it but i just think 
just with everything going on, I think you try and get your activity levels up, like you say, the, at the minimum trying for 10,000 steps a day and like just get moving. So the minimum it's, steps is 10,000? I'd say that's what I aim for. Okay, that's and good I to know. I think if you don't do anything else, that's quite a good target. Do you know what that have. relates to in miles by chance or no? I don't know personally. I wonder what I wonder what it would depends be. Depends how big your steps are. That's true too. That's true too. Okay. Well, no, that that's interesting. You you know the thing, the common theme that I'm seeing by you talking about everything thus far. There's two things that I've been I've taken away from this. The first thing is to just start it. Like just show up. Yeah. Like just show up. I think that's like something that if you're no thinking about what can I take away from this conversation, I think the first thing would be to get started and just show up. Um, and then and the second, and I'm sorry, say again. And don't be afraid to ask for help. That's a very good point. Well. And all, and, and the second thing that I've noticed is habit. Like a lot of it is just like, once yeah. you show up, then just continue that process. Just keep showing up and keep building that habit. And also yeah. Angela, Angela in the chat says that 10,000 steps averages about 5,000 miles. I mean, excuse me, five miles, 10,000 <laughs> steps is five miles. So that's pretty cool. That's a fun fact. Um, well, uh, I definitely say thank you uh, for being on the show. But before we go, I do want to ask, how can people find you um, uh, on Instagram? Or is there other, how would you like, if people wanted more information or wanted to, you know, talk to you about recruiting you as being their fitness coach, how could they go about doing that? Yeah, so the best way to get me is on my Instagram, um, at Lizzie. Wait, I've got my own Instagram handle now. I think it's uh, <laughs> lift underscore with li underscore Lizzie. Yeah, and on my page you'll find sort of various tips and tricks, workouts. Um, I just try and really offer as much information to help other people based on my own experiences as I can. Um, and I just try, try and provide sort of content that's going to be valuable to people that uh, either trying to balance it alongside a nine-to-five or working um, – coming in as beginners mm -hmm. um, and on there if you do want to contact me about my services you can just drop me a message and um, I'll open that and contact with you and we can hash that up a call have a chat and see if we'll see if we'll be a good fit because that's the one thing I say with online coaching is it can be very easy for people to be like come with me I'll be your online coach to sure. anyone but it's it needs to be the right relationship. You need to be able to feel like you can be honest with the person, like you can talk to them about things because if someone's going to come in and check in with you and say, I was perfect this week, but then they weren't and realistically they hadn't done their workouts and they hadn't eaten their food. Right. You're not, they're not going to get progress. They're not going to get the progress that you want them to get and then right. get the progress that they want to get. So, um, yeah, if you are interested, then like I say, drop me a DM and we can have a chat and see if we'll be a good fit. Um, and hopefully I can just offer you some help and offer you some sort of valuable advice as well. Yeah, no, I think that's great. And I think that's something that a lot of fitness coaches don't talk about. You brought up a really good point is about the compatibility. And, you know, yeah. you I, there's an old saying, and I know this may seem a little harsh, so, you know, you may, please forgive me, but there's an old saying is that you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. So I exactly. think that's kind 
kind of like goes, you know, kind of goes with what you're saying, you know, like you're there to help and support. And it's also about a level of comfortability as well. But you got to have just that mindset, hey, I'm going to show up and, you know, I'm going to try. And so I, I, I can relate to with what you're saying on that. So I think that's one thing a lot of coaches, I don't, there it's like they kind of just want to cater to everybody, which I think is okay. Yeah. Um, however, I, I think it has to be genuine. Like, you know, when you say, hey, we got to have a good relationship and compatibility and you, you want to help them. But I think it comes down to being genuine about wanting to help instead of trying to have like yeah. a one size fits all program and you treat everybody like a number versus an actual human being. You know, you're just like, um, yeah. next, who's in line next, who's in line next and not building that actual connection. Yeah. So I think that's something that a lot of people don't typically talk about. So it's interesting to hear you say that. Um, what I'll do for everybody, um, if you are interested in contacting Lizzie, um, it's uh, her Instagram is lift underscore with underscore Lizzie. Um, I will also put a uh, her link in the description of the video. Um, and if you have any questions for her, feel free to contact her. She's very, very sweet girl. Uh, she's treated me very kindly. I feel like I've made a friend here. And uh, Lizzie, I just want to say thank you so much for being on the show. It's been a real pleasure. I feel 10 times more educated not only more educated i'm actually like pumped up like i'm ready to go out there and start cranking out some push-ups you know and go just getting getting busy <laughs> i'd say again go do your steps yeah yeah i know well I, look it's uh it's almost eight uh well it's 7 37 p.m i think i'm too late in the day now i don't but maybe i'm uh Maybe that's my problem. See, I came up with an excuse there. I should have been like, nope, I'm going to go get my 10000 in. <laughs> Don't <think the> <laughs> No, but seriously, thank you so much. And I appreciate you staying up late with us. I know it's, what, after 12 there for you. So, yeah, so I thank you so much for taking the time out of your day. I know you're busy. That was very nice of you to do that. So I'm very grateful. And I'd love to have you on again in the future. You know, if, uh, and I think yeah. it would be a great opportunity for us and uh just just wanted to say thank you so thank you a whole lot for being on tonight lizzie and uh i'll definitely be in touch with you okay yes perfect all right you have a great night thank you all right thank you bye bye oh sorry about that guys I hit a couple of wrong buttons there um so that was uh lizzie anderson a great girl i hope you guys enjoyed uh that content and got a little information from her um definitely contact her i would strongly urge that you guys reach out to her she is very very nice girl and she's got a lot of great information even in just her, like even if you don't have uh i shouldn't say money but if you don't have the funds or you're not necessarily looking to hire a coach just following her instagram she has a lot of great information on there that you know just motivational stuff tips we talked about her food prepping uh, she has a lot of information regarding the uh, food prepping as well so she's got some great information I'm actually gonna bring up her Instagram page so you guys can kind of see um, her page here for just a second and um, that way if you're interested in following I'll bring up her page in just a second Um, give me just a second. All right, so I have it here. I'll go ahead and bring it up for you guys. All 
All right, so here's her Instagram page here. Uh, so it's lift underscore with underscore Lizzie. Uh, as you can see, balancing fitness, work, and life. Here's some of her photos. And she, uh, as she said, she's gotten to competing. Um, a lot of these uh, pictures here will have a nice little story to go along with them, some tips, things like so. Tier. We'll just go over this one post before we wrap up the show. Um, but this one, it just says, it's okay if you struggle to feel motivated to exercise exercise and to stick to your macros and all of our lives have been turned upside down a little bit she guess she's referring to the coronavirus so she you know kind of just giving some tips as she goes on as to what you can do and how to encourage yourself and take the time away so just take take i would strongly suggest you follow her she she's got some great content but i uh, just wanted to say thank you for everybody for tuning in um and lizzie was a wonderful guest i'm glad that we had her on the show um thank you so much everybody and i hope you enjoy your night and uh i'll look forward to seeing you guys next week we'll be live monday uh at 7 p.m thanks a lot have a great night <laughs>